Hey everyone, this is David McNeil giving a quick shout out to today's episode sponsor, the NBM Breakaway Sessions. Session number three, Back to School, Owning the Academic Market, takes place on August 12th. This online event will explore opportunities for additional business in the school market with a panel of experts, interactive exhibits, and video classroom presentations with live chat. So check out the nbmshow.com to find out more. That's T-H-E-N-B-M-S-H-O-W.com to find out more and we'll see you there. Welcome to the Graphics Profiles, the podcast that brings you the latest tips, tricks, and insight into various graphics-related industries. I am very excited for today's guest. He is none other than YouTube influencer and apparel entrepreneur, Stan Banks. We were fortunate enough to have him as a guest panelist for the NBM show's most recent breakaway session, where he talks about getting into the business. So if you haven't checked out the latest sesh, check out the link in the description below to watch the on-demand video. He had great tips and, you know, we're going to expand upon that in this episode. So without further ado, Join me in welcoming Stan to the podcast. Thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you were just part of the breakaway session and it was really cool because you talk about like launching new businesses. And one thing that stuck out to me, like as you were talking, you said like now might be the best time to launch a new business. Can you can you expand on that a little bit? Well, first and foremost, I always look at opportunities and things that I'm looking to get into. Like yesterday was always the perfect day to start. You know, a lot of people push things off until tomorrow uh, and then tomorrow is always the next day. It's always a tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. So yesterday was the perfect day. Right. And then today is the second best day. Tomorrow is too late. And I say that to say, you know, even despite what's going on right now in the pandemic, whenever you have an idea, you have plans, the best time to get started is always right now. Right. We can't technically go back to yesterday and redo it. So if you have the idea to get started, you start today and you push it. Right. You just keep going forward and you learn along the way. So with covid What it gave people was a lot of time, especially the people who uh, jobs had closed down. They didn't have time before. Mm -hmm. And now is the perfect time to start because you have the time, you know, the financial part of it, you know, depending on the direction you want to go with the industry is going to be the piece that some people need to figure out. Yeah. But at the end of the day, uh, people are thriving right now. You know, I tell people kind of like, you know, if you started before the pandemic, you will be thriving. Right. Mm -hmm. Whenever you first have that idea, you got to do some homework and stuff like that. But basically people try to diagnose problems before they have them. Right. And that's ultimately the thing that hold most people back. Uh, So if the people who started maybe even a month before the pandemic, they got their equipment, they started making stuff during the pandemic, Shirts were still selling mm-hmm. a little bit here and there. It may have been a slowdown, but we we found a huge opportunity with the mask. And some people actually their first thing they ever made was a mask, which I thought <laughs> was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just still an opportunity to thrive. So you got to look through, you know, what's on the news and and. and what people may be saying around you uh, and kind of step out there and and go get it done. Yeah, I agree. You know, you just mentioned one thing that really stuck out to me, which was, you know, a lot of people get kind of hung up on doing the research, finding out what problems they might run into before actually 
even kind of just jumping in. And I feel like, you know, it's kind of okay to have some smart mistakes as long as you're learning from them. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? I definitely agree with that. Things change so much and so fast. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, So you need to start where you are with what you have. Right. Um, You know, you talk about like jumping into the industry, the part of the industry you're in. Do you find like having a niche limits your business or, you know, how do you choose one process over the other? So first and foremost, we got to diagnose what a niche is, right? In my opinion, Mm -hmm. um, what most people consider a niche is not a niche. Niches are when you get super, super focused into something. You know what I mean? Uh, Other than that, like your target market or your target audience is what most people are talking about when they see a niche. Right. So your target market could be schools, uh, corporations. It could be uh, dance. It could be any, you know, any segment, just businesses. It could be any segment of the actual business. But once you dive deeper into, let's say, schools and I only want to target Division one A schools right Mm -hmm. now, I think you've jumped into a niche Um, and I don't think niches necessarily kind of like hinder your business. I think it gives you a focus. And Mm. one thing I know about focus, because I did a lot of different hustles before I got here, um, is when you focus and you end up making more money. Right. If you understand who your target audience is, what your ideal customer looks like, you know, you can go after that person instead of trying to cast a wide net and missing the the, Mm -hmm. the people, you know, because when you select that target market, you know, you're going to look at what their order typically looks like and you're going to understand what that profit on that order typically looks like. And when you understand all of that stuff, right. You know what I mean? You can go after and get them except for when you cast that wide net around everything, you end up with a lot of problem customers and, and, and people who require a lot of maintenance. And if that's not your ideal market, you know, it kind of takes you away from some of the things that you are off to do. If you're the printer, you know what I mean? Now you got to go back and forth about artwork. If you're the admin, now you got to make sure you're tweaking the artwork the way that they want it. So it kind of like goes mm-hmm. hand in hand. But I don't think it, it necessarily hinders you because you can still take business outside of that. At the end of the day, if you put out good work, people are going to come to you. Uh, so mm-hmm. I kind of keep that in mind. And it doesn't mean that you have to have one target market or one niche either. You know what I mean? But I definitely think that. When you do that, it'll it'll kind of add to your bottom line and, and make the business run the way you want to because you understand who you're trying to go after. Absolutely, and you can kind of, like I said, figure out what that what that order looks like and how much money you're going to make. Yeah, that idea of the smallest viable product, right? Like or market rather, you know, the thing that you know that you could do, the thing that you know you could attract, and at least if I serve them a hundred percent, then I could kind of grow from there. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Um, You know, you mentioned schools and corporations and stuff. So, I mean, like, is there a way people like market themselves to those various groups? So, so there is ways, right? And there's conventional ways. And I go about it the unconventional way. So the conventional ways is to go to the school, try to sit down with the, with the principal or, or, you know, Basically, you want to get in front of whoever's making the decisions, whether that's the football coach, if you want to go get the sports team, whether if you want the whole school, that's the principal or, you know, someone or the such. You maybe send them a, a sample pack of what you can produce. You know what I mean? Sometimes you might customize that pack to with their logo and stuff like that and get it to them. Mm. Uh, that's the conventional way. Uh, what I like to do is is think outside the box, because when you start out, a lot of the big companies already have these schools tied up. 
right? And they're they're you know maybe even donating money back or doing some type of sponsorships with the school. So it's kind of hard to come in, step in place uh, with the big company. So what I actually actually figured out to do was to start with who I know uh, and kind of branch out from there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way I do that is, let's say you're going after a football team. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to f- figure out who the star player is, right? And I may give that kid something. Sure, you know what I mean? Some Something different. I want to make sure it's a lot different than what they normally have. So if that's going out and getting a sports tech shirt from Sanmar because I can use digital camos and it's not costly or, you know, just the design that I put on looks a little bit different or it's printed in a different way or I use some specialty stuff for it. Uh, I'm going to go out and get that kid some apparel, his parents, and now I'm in front of the booster club. Okay. So now I get all of the parents ordering, all of the kids who are also playing on the team want what that kid has because he's the star player and, you know, the influence that he has and everybody wants to be in the latest stuff. Mm -hmm. So I got that player now. The players want it. Maybe they're not getting a team order, but a few players might come order it from me. Uh, and then, you know, the parents, you give the parents some stuff. Now you got the whole booster club. And once you get in front of the booster club, now you kind of got a place of influence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, this person made these shirts for us. We really like them. You know, when it comes up to doing some fundraiser stuff, they're probably going to lean towards you because you provided them something that looked a little bit different and things like that. Uh, I'll give you a story. Um, one of my friends was actually a freshman basketball coach. And this is what I mean. Start with who you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, this I want to be in a school market. He was a freshman basketball coach he said hey we need some shooter shirts for my basketball team like perfect so what i did i got some uh sports tech and i used some caesar electric which gives you some shine to to uh to the product Mm -hmm. the actual print shines so what i did was i made his shooter shirts with that knowing that when they got on the basketball courts the light would make the shooter shirts shine a lot different than anything else they've seen oh so before you know it the jv team was ordering them yeah i had to make a whole set for the jv team then the next week he's like my varsity team wants them so i had to make a whole set for the varsity team oh that's and brilliant then after that the 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 administration wanted them so oh I'm my god a whole set for the administration <laughs> and now you're now you're inside the school yeah right? and it's just kind of snowballed and this is a off the script kind of way of thinking about But it works just the same. You know what I mean? And in this way, you're making money. It's not like cold calling or, you know, all of that stuff that you never know which way it's going to go. It may pay off. But more times than not, it's not going to pay off because you got to be in front of decision makers at the time they're ready to make a decision. That right. At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, marketing is about being top of mind. So mm-hmm. I just want to put myself in, in, in the conversations. And when the conversations happen, I'm happy if I'm at least being considered. And I feel like this is the best way to get considered in that kind of market. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that is extremely effective. And it's just organic, right. you know, and it and it taps into people's like buying habit in this very sensible way. I don't know. I, I love that. All right, taking a quick break to say thanks again to our sponsor, The NBM Show Breakaway Sessions. Go to thenbmshow.com to find out more about upcoming online sessions. Plus, you can still access session two and watch all the educational videos on demand, including the illuminating panel discussion featuring Stan Banks, Betsy Gotcher, and Kevlin Walsh. And now, back to the show. You know, you and I talked before this interview and you told me that you were like kind of traveling around a bit talking or meeting up with some influencers. Tell me about your experience, you know, 
traveling to meet these people? I'm a little intrigued by this. Uh, well, this industry, uh, what you'll find is, you know, there's people in the industry with 30 and 50 years of experience and they have one way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like me who come in new, fresh, and we kind of think outside the box. And you can find most of the right. influencers on YouTube or they have some type of blog where you can get a lot of information out of. Um, and everybody has a story. You know what I mean? And everybody has a different story on how they got into the industry and different things like that. To me, that's fascinating because you'll find Mm -hmm. out, you know, there's a lot of different ways to uh, sell shirts. You know, a lot of people, Etsy, Amazon, you know, the person I talked to yesterday, his name is Rich uh, from Hustle Ninjas. He's an Amazon Etsy full time seller out of his house and Mm -hmm. been doing it for four years. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to end up in a shop with 13 automatics to be successful. You identify what your lane is for the business uh, and you kind of just go attack it and you just keep growing and growing and growing right. uh, when you, from wherever you start. So traveling around from from Atlanta to California and meeting different influencers is is really impactful because we all care about one thing and that's helping people get started uh, and seeing people grow. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And well, on that note, I mean, when did you begin your business? Oh, man, I ended up what I would say is 2011. I became a T-shirt like full time. So kind of became my hustle, my main thing okay. that I was doing. Uh, I was learning yeah. graphic design and stuff like that throughout the process. Uh, what I found is that T-shirts is one thing that I've done that didn't have to keep selling. Right. Like I didn't have to keep going out and finding the next paying customer uh, to pay me X amount of dollars for my service, they were coming just like more than I could handle. (laughs) So that's what kind of made me understand the value of t-shirts because when you're like a creative person, you lack at certain things, right? You lack at selling or talking to people and the admin Mm -hmm. or when you're the admin, you you suck at creating, right? And even if you're good at all aspects, you can only do so much with your time. And if you consider all of that stuff, what ends up happening is you kind of find that middle ground and you find that thing for you. And that's kind of where it was. So in 2011, I kind of went full time in the shirts and I kind of like slowly grew and grew and grew. Uh, I mean, I was standing on screens in the house and washing them out in the tub to, uh, to screen printing. And then about maybe... A couple of years later, I got a vinyl cutter and I said, why did not I do this in the beginning? <laughs> you know what I mean? I had the, I had the same uh, thought process of everybody else where it's like vinyl. No, you know, it's going to heat press. It's going to iron on. It's coming off all of the et cetera. And I had that same viewpoint until I got a vinyl cutter for a specific mm-hmm. reason. And uh, I realized like this was a better way to start. Screen print is great. and You can't match the quality or the longevity of that. But for certain things, everything kind of has its place. Interesting. And, and now you're uh, currently opening a new location in Delaware. Yes. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. And tell me, like, you know, what factors went into making that decision? Oh, man. So I've shared a shop for a long time, um, you know, even up to, to now. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to opening up the store, you got to grow into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this conversation a lot with people. How do you know it's, you're ready to open up a store? And the first thing you got to do before you even get to that point is like replace your job. Can you do this full time if you were 
working on the side, right? You got to figure out how to replace your income and then understand first what you would do at that time. You know, when you get those eight hours back, are you the type of person that can make yourself get up and go to work every day when you're, you know, you're counting on you, right? I mean, nobody's going to tell you to get up, right? So that's the first thing I'm going to consider. What type of person am I? Uh, is this something that I really want to do or do I love just being able to do it freely? And then from there, you know, you're going to find the right location. A lot of people look at everything they do, equipment purchases, buying a building as an expense. And I, I tell people it's, it's the exact opposite. This is an investment, right? Your location should pay your rent. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is when people are coming out of the house, they're making all of the money. So now they get a, a, a rent. Let's say they get a small place, 500 bucks. You just get a small room, you know, not even a thousand where you get like a warehouse or anything like that yet. You you pay. Now you lose. You look at it as you're losing $500. And I say you're not losing $500. If you pick the right location, people should be able to come visit, see you riding by or whatever the case is. And you're acquiring new customers just by being at that location. Um, And then, you know, lastly, is just like expansion. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, what? what what are your goals? Where do you see yourself going? Uh, like I said earlier, you can only go so far. You can only do so much as yourself. Um, and then it comes to hiring employees and how you are going to actually grow this stuff out. Uh, and, you know, again, people look at hiring their first person, even part time as an expense. Rather, what can I do with the time that I now have back? How can I make us more money so that I can afford to pay this person for more hours, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and move forward? So I kind of just suggest people just understand the whole scope of what they're trying to do. And before you jump into like looking at a location and stuff, just make sure you understand the business. I suggest most of my subscribers, hey, have you been in business for a full year? out of your house. You know what I mean? But have you seen mm-hmm. all the seasons change and how <laughs> in, the, in the Christmas time, you know, you ain't selling shirts <laughs> that much, right? And what are you going <laughs> right. to do on this time or you're not selling as many shirts? So, you know, those are kind of like my suggestions. Oh, that's brilliant. And okay. So with your years of experience and, and also, I mean, outside of years, I mean, just the way you're taking these challenges on. It's pretty remarkable. Um, you know, what would you say is one of the biggest lessons you have learned, you know, from running your business? Uh, setting goals. Okay. I think, yeah. you know, in the beginning of, of what I, what I was doing is, you know, you, sometimes you just fly by the seat of your pants. You just really don't know you're excited mm-hmm. to be going somewhere. But when you sit down and you understand first who you are, like that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Understanding who you are, what you're good at. Uh, and a lot of people say, hey, you know, you should work on your weaknesses. I say, no, just do what you're good at and go hire somebody to do the other things that you aren't too good at. Because when you understand mm-hmm. yourself, you can take things a lot farther. And then once you do that, you understand yourself and you look at the, the the landscape of the whole thing, identifying where you want to go and positioning yourself to get there is, is, is widely important. Mm-hmm. Um, and figuring out like, hey, my five year plan is to have 13 automatic machines. Well, that's a high volume shop. How do I get myself in position with one press to be a high volume shop? And that becomes make maybe your, your solution is outsourcing for now. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, how do I know I want to add a DTG printer to my shop? Well, I need to take on DTG work. Now, how can I do DTG work without a DTG printer? I outsource. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so again, once you identify your goals and you know what you do, what I said earlier was, hey, you can 
uh, figure out how to get there by diagnosing the problems that you have. I want to be a DTG printer, but I don't have $20,000 right now to be a DTG printer. I don't even know if I can bring in DTG work. Well, outsource it. Right. It's it's following that roadmap where, you know, I mean, sometimes you might run into construction sites and all that stuff get sidetracked, but at least like you're knowing where your goal is and then you're also finding the ways to get there in the best or most optimal for you, at least way, like, like you said, knowing yourself, no um, and what you're capable of. Yeah, no that's question. great. And, and to add to that, you know, sometimes you find yourself way off track. I found myself off track mm-hmm. many times. But when you understand and you wrote this down, you can always refer back to this and say, right. Is this like is this on course? And it's OK to get off course. You know, I got so far, of course, of what I want to be doing, selling masks, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. you know, and then at a, it came to the point where it was like, all right, now it's time to get back to this. Like, you know, when things arrive and things happen, you know, it's nothing wrong with taking some. And, and 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 making it explode, which I've done many times with different things. And sometimes you don't always see the opportunity. You know, you might think it's something small. I wasn't even mm-hmm. going to sell a mask at first. I was like, ah, I'm not going to get into that. And then the <laughs> next thing you know, I, I'm I got thousands coming every other day, right? And it, it's it's kind of that thing. But when you got the plan and you understand where you want to go, you can always refer back to that vision that you had and say, hmm, is that a good decision or, you know, is it time to go back and let me go about it this way? Sometimes I got happy about like maybe opening up a store or supply store or something like that. And then one day I'm like gung ho and then wait, I'm gonna have to go there every day and do that. You know, I don't want to do that. (laughs) No, you know, like the initial plan was like, Let's do it. And then you sit back and think about it like, nah, that's going to take me away from the stuff that I really want to do. But you can't do that if you don't have a plan. Yeah. No, that's pragmatic and brilliant. Well, Stan, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, tell me, like, where where can people find you? I'm pretty much T-shirt Sahasu on Instagram is where I interact the most. Uh, my mm-hmm. main platform is on YouTube. And that's my name, Stan Banks or T-shirt Sahasu. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. T-shirtsizewith.com as well. Cool. Well, Stan, thank you again so much for being on the show. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. And another big thanks to Stan for supplying all that amazing perspective. Be sure to check out his YouTube channel and subscribe to it. And, you know, while you're in the subscribing mood, help us out by following us on Spotify or SoundCloud, as well as, and I'm happy to announce, Apple Podcasts. We're on the directory. So if you have an iPhone, eh, you know, go just uh, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, that's right. Graphics profiles can be uh, with you wherever you go and whatever device you have. So take care for now. And we'll be back with more info to keep your business booming. Bye for now.